Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. We're your host, Big Man, alongside the humblest co-host. This is my man, Juice. Juice, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing all right today. Ready to get some beers in me on Memorial Day. Ready to get this NFL season going Thursday. Ready to get started now. Well, that's great, man. I'm ready to get started, too. Uh, is there any shout-outs you'd like to say? And Anybody you want to shout-out before we start the show? Any thanks or anything like that? I think I want to shout-out uh, Sawstone Brewery over in Morehead, Kentucky. Uh, we're local-based. Uh, and uh, they make a really good beer, make a really good environment, and uh, really easy to drink. I always like to support local businesses. So uh, what about you? Well, that's great. Uh, I'm all for the local businesses. But I want to take a minute to shout out uh, a couple guys that is really the motivation for our show. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to that fat guy and Big Bri. From illegal ham to the face. Love you guys. Hope you're listening. So let's get started. And if you're listening to them and you ain't listening to us, like give them a listen too. Like I think it. I think you'll really appreciate it, and I don't think you'll really regret it. I totally agree. So we'll get started today. We're gonna do. Uh, it's right now. We're recording on Monday. The Labor NFL Day. season starts on. Thursday. I said Memorial Day earlier. I messed that up. Boy, look at me. All Labor right. Day. It is Labor Listen, Day. Listen, this is mid-season forum. Y'all might not know it, but this is mid-season forum right here. Messing up holidays, messing up what day of the week it is. But what we're going to do is we're going to preview every NFL division. We're going to have a bold prediction for each division, and we're going to talk about what intrigues us for each team inside that division. Boy, do we. And we're going to start with the NFC East. My favorite team, my uh, oh, ooh, up and down Cowboys. We'll start with them, and I and I kind of let you. What 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 is a non Cowboys fan intrigued by with the Cowboys this year? Well, I can tell you this: I love Mike McCarthy up in Green Bay. I thought he got hosed. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see how Dallas's offense. Um, looks under Mike McCarthy. I fully But oh. you're the resident Cowboy fan. Oh, you you right on that. So. I I want to see what you, I want to pick your brain a little bit on that. Well, so, I, where are you seeing them? What do you see for them? Well, I think uh McCarthy did get hosed in New in, in Green Bay uh early and unjustly, but I'm very grateful for it since he ended up in Dallas. I think uh, what I'm intrigued by most is to really see the interaction between Jerry Jones and McCarthy throughout the year to yes. see if Jerry's still going to be throwing shots at the team, to be throwing shots at the coach like McCarthy and how McCarthy reacts to that if he is doing that stuff. And, of course, everybody's going to be watching to see what happens with Dak Prescott and that contract situation. Do you think Jerry's going to let McCarthy play? Do you think he's going to let him coach and stay out of it to an extent? I think you're going to – I don't really know what Jerry's going to do, but I think it's going to tell you a lot of Jerry's mindset depending on what he does do. I think it's going to 
if he's still throwing shots and whatnot, he's still the man in charge. He's still the one calling the shots. If he's not, I think you're seeing kind of the start as the passing of the torch to Steven as who's calling the shots in that organization. Right. Because as long as Jerry's around, Jerry's going to call the shots. I hope it's he's going to start handing over some more power to Steven. I know it's we've Jerry's seen, team and Jerry's world. Yep. I just... I don't see it right now, no. but we'll see. You're right. I, th- I think that's the thing you really need to watch. With Steven talked him out of Manziel. So right into the best pick they've made in the last 10 years. So Very I true. Mean, Zach so, Martin is a stud offensive lineman. So if he's going to hand more of that over to Steven, I think it's a good sign for Cowboys fans. Jerry's never had a lack of ability to put talent on the field, but I think it's time to let Steven be calling some more shots because Jerry's not going to be around forever. And I think you're going to kind of see where Jerry's mindset is this year. That's uh, that's something we're going to have to take a look at this season, and we'll revisit that. So what about for the rest of the division? What's your forecast? What do you think about the Eagles? Uh, the Eagles, I don't, I don't really – I want to see what uh, if they really commit to the run with Miles Sanders. I think you've seen a little bit of a commitment last year toward the end of the year uh, with him, but there really hasn't been a uh, a steady running back. Yeah, yeah. Since Russ or since uh, Westbrook with Andy Reid, uh, there's not really been a consistent running game with them. That's true. I think. Uh I think with Miles Sanders, I think he has the ability to take on more touches. I think he could be that stabilizing force as a running back, and I think that would help Wentz. Um, my biggest thing for the Eagles is just seeing Wentz stay healthy for another season. If he stays healthy, the sky's the limit for this team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's go on. Uh, what are your thoughts on Washington this year? What are you most intrigued to see in Washington? Washington intrigues me. I think um, the cut of Adrian Peterson uh, really opens that backfield up, uh, and I really want to see what I think uh, Antonio Gibson takes the reins with that out of Memphis. And you love Antonio Gibson. I do. I love me some Gibson. Now, he reminds me a lot of kind of Christian McCaffrey. He can catch the ball. He can really move. He's not a light back. Like, he's, Just he's a little somebody I'm intrigued note. with. Just a little side note. The Juice and I are in fantasy leagues together, and I did pick up Gibson in our recent draft. Yes, and I did yell and, and say some few choice words at the computer screen when it <laughs> happened. Uh, so and may, sent some text messages along with them. Uh, maybe we could work out a little trade. We'll we'll see uh, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll visit that. But um, yeah, I think that's what intrigues me by Washington. What 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 do you see in there? Well, you know, me being the Buckeye homer, being the Buckeye lover, I am. Uh, of course, I want to see uh, the biggest development of Dwayne Haskins. I want to see how much of a leash. Uh, he gets, um, and I want to see if he's mature enough to take that next step. Now, you mentioned the leash that he's going to get. Do you, do you really see Alex Smith as a threat to take some playing time? If Alex Smith is healthy, why not? 
if if uh if they see that you know Haskins isn't the guy or he's just not mature enough and he's not ready, let's put Alex Smith in. Let's win football games. I agree with that. We're in the business of winning. That Alex Smith injury, oof. That, that's that's comeback player of the year. Oh, if he, my, if he gets any kind of playing if time, if he I'm starts a game, if he gets right, if he gets any playing if time, if he does anything, I think that's got to be, be. He almost died twice. Yeah, I mean that. Talk about perseverance. Yep, that guy is the model for it. Right, and he's now. a really underrated quarterback. I don't think I think he gets labeled as a bust because he was the number one pick. But he was the number one pick to a San Francisco franchise that was nowhere near where they needed to be to compete at the NFL level. And no I think business. he's proven at every other stop that he's a very good quarterback that should have been taken very high in the draft. He was a product of bad coaching early on. And yep. you've seen once Harbaugh got in there, you've seen what happened. They yep. made the playoffs. And he's they, been a very serviceable, serviceable quarterback for um, – Kansas City and Washington up until this injury. So I I, I think I just a little shout out to him. I think he's a very good quarterback. Um, but to come back from that injury would be super impressive. But uh what do you think about the Giants? Um of course, you know, I'm eager to see uh Daniel Jones. Um I'm not too big on him, but I want to see if he's able to make that uh, next step, but my biggest thing I want to see, I got to I got to throw a little shade to Dallas <laughs> to get rid of him. But my biggest thing is I'd like to see that high flying offense that Jason Garrett's implemented. Oh, you're gonna in, make me slap you on the first episode of this show, Lord. Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, let's see if Jason Garrett does as much clapping in the booth as he does on the sideline. Well, let's. Uh, Let's move on to uh, our our next division. Well, well, now we need to get your bold prediction from this division. Now, don't get too hasty. Oh, on yeah. me. What's your bold yes, prediction yes. for the NFC East? Wow, you kind of got me on the spot. I had one, and but I I think I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it to Jason Garrett gets his revenge on the Cowboys, and the Giants beat the Cowboys. Not once, but twice. Oh, no. No. That's the last thing I need to come true. We'll We're visit, going bold, baby. We'll visit that back at the end of the year. Uh, I like my bold uh, prediction for this is that Washington doesn't finish last. I think that's where everybody's got them pegged. I think everybody's kind of forgetting about Washington in this division. And no, I don't think they're going to win the division. But I don't think they're going to finish last either. Uh, I think one of them, the Eagles or the Giants, won. Whether it's a Carson Wentz injury that makes Philly stink, whether it's Daniel Jones not being what they think he is, and and the changeover on the coaching staff not working out, I, I, I don't think Washington finishes last. I believe in Ron Rivera, Captain Ron. Uh, yeah, I I I agree. Uh, Washington. They are a dumpster fire. They have an idiot dumbass owner in Daniel Snyder. It's awful. But they're not the worst team in the in the division. Um so who wins it? I'm going with Philly. A healthy Carson Wentz. Um he's got weapons behind you know, with him now. I gotta go with Philly. 
I'm I'm going with Dallas. It's it's a homer pick, uh, but uh, I think they're the most talented team. I think they've got the best overall team. I think the the defense is very good. I think very underrated. I think it's very good up front. I think it's a little weak in the secondary. But I think when you go as far as offensive line play, the running game with Zeke, the weapons that Dak's got around him. Former Buckeye, by the way. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, I think with the combination of that, I don't see how Dallas doesn't win this division. All right. Well, let's move on. And what's our next division? So we'll set up with the NFC South. Atlanta. What are you intrigued by with Atlanta? Well, I would like to see if Todd Gurley could stay healthy. If he can mm-hmm. be healthy, I think Todd Gurley could lead the division in rushing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe a little preview on the uh, bold predictions there. Possibly. Uh, possibly. But uh, I think with Atlanta, what I'm intrigued by is to see if Matt Ryan and that offense is going to bounce back with the passing game. Somehow figure if somebody could figure out how to get Julio Jones in the end zone and make him the high-caliber fantasy wide receiver that he absolutely deserves to be, that he already is without getting in the end zone, I think that's what I'm intrigued by, is to see if that offense is going to back up, if they're going to use Julio to, and get him in the end zone. I don't know how you don't get that man in the end zone. What are your thoughts on Carolina this year? Um, Carolina, I'm intrigued. I, I think I'm more intrigued by Matt Rule, like, New head coach. Uh, I think they could be sneaky good. I think they can be, but I don't really know if I'm ready to go out on a limb with him yet. I think it's something that I want to see. I think Matt Rule's a very good coach. I think um, he's very good rebuilder. He's yeah. a good team builder. I think. Uh, but I with think rebuilding, they got, I think they have some weapons on offense. I think Bridgewater. With along with Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator, I think uh, their offense is going to be okay. I think it's a sneaky hire too. Their their defense. I'm a little worried about their defense. They lost an all time great in Keekley. Yeah. Um, they're rebuilding on defense. Their defense worries me. Yeah, I think their offense is tough. I think you want to see how how that rebuild starts this year. I think they could be sneaky good, but. I think it's more of a rebuilding that you're going to look at if you're a Carolina fan is what's the attitude look like, what's the what's the system looks like, what's – I don't know if they're there yet. And and with the contract Matt Rule signed, I think uh, he'll have the time to yeah, implement yeah, his – Yeah, I do too. I don't, I don't think there's any fear of them getting rid of Matt Rule on a hasty decision this year. Uh, but uh, – New Orleans. New Orleans. What do you think about the Saints? What are you intrigued by? Of course I'm intrigued by Michael Thomas. Is he going to keep up this pace, a record-setting pace of reception and, and receiving, being the number one fantasy receiver this year? Yep. Um, we'll see. Only time will tell. That's that's definitely intriguing. I think what I'm intrigued by in New Orleans is Alvin Kamara. Is he going to bounce back in fantasy? Is the contract going to play an issue in the middle of the season. What are they? I mean, the free agent market is loaded with running backs coming up this season. Well, I will tell you this much. Alvin Kamara, sources have told me that Alvin Kamara and the Saints are close to wow, a contract so. extension. 
I um, hope they can get him locked in. I hope that man can get as much money as he can possibly get and and really set his family up to never ever ever have to work again. Yeah, that's that's the that's the ultimate goal in life uh, is to set your family up and do it well as you possibly can. But all right, now uh, let's move to the top of the Buccaneers. Let's move what everybody's probably been uh, uh-huh. waiting for. The talk of the offseason, the top of the Buccaneers. What do you think? Tom Brady. You know I hate Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know I hate him. Effing mm-hmm. Michigan, man. Uh-huh. Um, I think he couldn't have went to a better situation, honestly. I, you got to give the man his due. He's won six rings. Um He's went to a great offense. He's went to a great coach. I think if they give him some say-so and they implement some of that Patriot way, by the looks of things, they are. Seems like they are, yeah. I, this could be this could be fun to watch this year. I think it could be, and I think I think that's the biggest thing that I want to see is how is Bruce Arians gonna kind of give and take a little bit from that no risk it no biscuit style to kind of taking some stuff underneath and letting Brady make checks. And and I think, I mean, I obviously, I think Bruce Arians is one of the best offensive minds in football. So I think, oh, I think he's more than willing to let Brady make checks. I don't think he's going to come off with anything hasty of not allowing Brady to do that. But I think Arians also loves that deep ball, and I want to see if Brady's still got the deep ball. I, you know, that's that's what I'm a little worried about with him. I think um, old man time is starting to catch up with him. Does he have the arm strength to throw it down? He has the wide receivers. Oh yeah, he definitely has the wide receivers. Oh, he's got the weapons. Ain't no doubt about it. Or are we gonna see this little dink and dunk shit that we've seen over the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. It's worked. They won a Super Bowl. It's worked. But it's not going to work for long. I think Father Time catches up with everybody. So I think any team that Tom Brady's playing on, I think that's what's intriguing is, is this going to be the year Father Time gets him? All right. So who's your prediction to win the division? Uh, I think I'm going to stick with New Orleans. I think the Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, that offense, the defense – Looks very serviceable. I mean, it might not be the best defense in the league, but I think it's a serviceable defense. And when you got that offensive power and Sean Payton running it, I still think I, as much as I want to just tick you off and say I think Tom Brady comes in there and wins the division, I, I really I think it's New Orleans. I uh, I'm gonna go with a little sleeper and say Atlanta. Atlanta has the quarterback. They got the wide receiver. Their defense isn't terrible. And they, and they just signed Todd Gurley. If you get a healthy Todd Gurley, and if they don't overutilize him, yep, yep, I think they could be a division winner, if not wild card. So I'm going with Atlanta. I like that's that, that's a little boldy. There is that a bold prediction for the NFC South? Well, it it may coincide with it a little are, bit. Are you if if go? you want to go on and get into our little bold prediction, yeah, what I is feel it? a little boldy today. Um, I think Todd Gurley is going to uh, lead the division in rushing, and Atlanta will win the division. Really? Well, I'm going to go to the fantasy outlook on my bold prediction for this division, and I think Matt Ryan finishes higher in fantasy at the end of the year than Brady and Breeze both. Wow. 
Now, like I said, I think Breeze wins the division, but I think as far as you're looking at fantasy-wise, I think Matt Ryan finishes higher than both of them. That's ballsy. That is very ballsy. All right, so the NFC West. What we got here? Let's start with Arizona. Oh, you know, I'm I'm not big on Arizona, but of course I'm intrigued by seeing what Kyler Murray and... Give me a little DeAndre Hopkins with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I want to see some connections with that. Uh, that's my biggest thing to see. I want to see the defense in Arizona. I want to know, do they got any defense? I Other mean, than Chandler Jones? Yeah, like, do, do they kind of... I think they're trash, yeah. but... I, I want to know if they make a jump, because I, I think if that defense doesn't make a jump, I think you're looking at a... Really high flying offense in my prediction, and I think uh, a shitty defense. I think that that defense has got to make a step. So that's kind of what intrigues me. That defense is going to have to make a step forward. So can't I want to compete in the West without defense. No, Just too many good teams can't can't go up against the Shanahan offense or the Russell Wilson. Got to have it. No, defense. got to have it. And I think that's what I want to know. If if Arizona is really going to be a player in this, I, I want to know is that defense going to move. Is it going to come up a little bit? So, uh, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on the Rams this year? Uh, Dallas plays them week one. I think it's a very tough matchup. I uh, think, what are your thoughts? I think uh, the thing that intrigues me with them is um, is Jared Goff. I mean, is this guy going to be the a quarterback? Like, is he going to finally show that he can do it without Todd Gurley? Is he going to show that? He's worth that money that they're paying him. I think for me, uh, I guess it goes along with Jared Goff, but more so I want to see see the running backs that replace Todd Gurley. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, I, one of my uh, favorite sleepers for fantasy for the whole season is uh, Cam Akers. Yeah. Uh, I want to see, if, is he going to get that? Is he, is he going to be the guy out there? Where do you um, see uh, some people might still be doing drafts? Where do you where do you see Cam Akers? I see a lot of in a, a lot of mock drafts and drafts that I've done myself. I see him going to the sixth, seventh round. Okay, now that, that, that's where you round. see him going. Where where do you feel comfortable taking him? I would feel comfortable taking him in the fourth round. In the fourth, I would okay. take I would take him as a starting flex player. Okay, that's a little more. I think anytime. If you get if you've got three running backs already that you can that you can use, I think that's when I'm more comfortable taking him. I kind of want him starting on my bench. I don't really want to to bank on him being a starter. What was it you said earlier? Uh, no risk it, no biscuit. No risk it, no biscuit. That's yeah, absolutely you gotta right. Take, you got to take a chance. You, you need wow. somebody you sometimes that just comes out of it. But uh, all right, uh, let's move to the Niners. I want to see if Nick Bosa makes that next step. Is he is he uh, going to get into double digit sacks? I think so. Will he be healthy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think biggest thing I want to see is is which running back are they going to use? Are they going to have a a, a, a full service workhorse back? And I don't I don't personally think they will, but I think that's what I'm intrigued by is who's going to be the fantasy usable running back for this team like. They've got three of them. So. I think, and see, that's another thing. Jared McKinnon's coming back. Yeah. He's been injured the last two years. Yeah, he I want to see McKinnon. No he signed big I, money a couple I'm years I'm sure ago. he'll be rusty, but they signed him 
to a, a rather large contract for a reason. Yeah. So let's see him. In my opinion, historically, in a Shanahan offense, they usually ride the, the hot hand. If yeah. I was a fantasy owner, I would probably go with Mostert as my most likely fantasy output player, but he's going too high for me, so I would not take him. I think as a fantasy owner, I think this is one of the backfields that I'm telling you to stay away from. Like, take your running backs early and don't be put in a position to where you have to take a Niners running back to to start. Not as a starter. At the bench, Tevin Coleman, he has games where he – he can fill in and give you great output. Um, I'm not afraid to take him as a bench player. Um, Or even to put McKinnon on the bench. I'm not afraid to put McKinnon on the bench, but I want you need to stay away from this if you're looking for starting backs. Totally, totally agree with that. (coughs) All right, so let's uh, move on to the Seahawks. Yeah. What what are you – what are you thinking on them? How do you feel for them? Uh, with the Seahawks, um, I think I want to see, is the Penny Carson controversy on which one's going to get the carries? I want to see how that's going to play out. Penny had spurts last year where he looked good, but Carson's had multiple years where he's looked good now. Like, which one? Which one's Pete going to well, run ultimately, with? Ultimately, they, they want Penny to win the job because he was a first-round pick. Yeah. But Carson's the man out there. Yeah. Carson gets the bulk of the carries, um, and I don't see that changing any, anytime soon. I, I think, don't either. I think that's the advice I've been giving people is to take Carson and keep Carson until Carson proves you otherwise. Right. Uh, it probably wouldn't hurt to draft Penny late. Yeah, maybe handcuffing. But um, Carson's my guy. Um I think the biggest thing for me with the Seahawks is DK Metcalf. Okay. He was a stud yeah. as a rookie. I I've drafted him in fantasy this year. I think he is prime for a breakout. He he has all the intangibles to uh, be a, a fantasy, not only a fantasy stud, but a possible top five wide receiver in the league. He's definitely got the build. The man's a genetic freak. He's a, freak. He's yes. a genetic freak. And anytime you got a genetic freak, I think as a coach, you need to look at how you can get him involved. Like, because they just don't build guys like that every day. Right. Like, they don't come out of a factory a thousand, a thousand of them a day. Don't show get up. Get the ball in his hands. Figure it out. And I think Pete Carroll's a, a good coach, and I think he can can do that. Totally agree. So, who you got winning division? Uh. The Niners. I know it's a it's a weak pick, but that defense is good, man. That defense is so good. And Shanahan's such a good offensive coach. I just I don't see any of the other three overtaking them, not this year at least. I can't really argue against that. I I too pick the Niners. I wanna pick the Seahawks. I love me some Russell Wilson. Um, See, that's the thing, too, is I I want to pick Seattle. And I Seattle love Pete plays Carroll. them so well. But I just don't think they have enough this year. Yeah, I love Pete Carroll. I love that environment that Seattle's got going up there. Uh, like yes. DK Metcalf. I love Chris Carson. Like, I want to pick Seattle so bad. But with Shanahan's offensive brain and the way that defense is set up, I just don't see it this year. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so what's your bold prediction for the West? My bold prediction 
is Kyler Murray falls flat on his face, finishes outside the top 10 fantasy-wise, <laughs> and the Cardinals fire Cliff Kingsbury uh-huh. at the end of the season. Uh-huh. Well, my bold prediction is that Kyler Murray finishes as a top five fantasy quarterback. So we're on complete opposite ends oh, of the spectrum on him. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm ready to come out and say it. I'm not a believer of Kingsbury. Take your offense and take your little ass back to the NCAA. Well, I think with with the way that offense is set up, with running five wide, running four wide most of the time, I believe, and I think they're going to be behind in games because, like I said, the thing that I'm intrigued by is is Arizona's defense going to take a step forward and and I don't know if they can. So I think they're going to be behind a lot. And I think Kyler's going to be chucking that ball. And I think he's mobile. And and I do believe in Kyler Murray. I, I'm really high on him this year. So I think he finishes top five. He definitely has the weapons. Um, I'm just – I'm not sold. Yep. Definitely not sold. Yep. All right. Well, let's clip that for the end of the year. And then we'll go to the NFC North. What do you think about the – what do you think about the Bears? The Bears. Well, obviously, what most people are thinking about is the Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles yep. um, saga, we'll say. Um, I've said this a million times about Mitchell Trubisky. I think he sucks. I think he, he is an Ohio boy, so I hold him close to my heart. But the boy sucks. I think Foles will take the starting position, um, but that's what I'm most intrigued to see. Okay, well, with the Bears, I wanna, I wanna know is David Montgomery a back? Is he's he a, a real is deal. he a workhorse? Is he, or are we still gonna see flashes here and then four duds of a game and then? What about Tariq Cohen? I, I don't really care for him none either. I don't. I don't want a pass-catching catch, specialist in my fantasy lineup if we're talking fantasy. Fantasy speaking, I I don't think I would like either one of them right I now. I think Montgomery, I could, take, I, I could take him, but he would definitely be a bench player I, right now. Yeah, I have Montgomery sitting on my bench in a league, and I think Cohen, if you really need a spot start from somebody, I guess having a pass-catching specialist in there as a spot ain't too bad. But I don't want either one of them regularly, and I think that's what intrigues me the most is, is Montgomery a workhorse? Is he going to be that ground-and-pound guy that Chicago loves to cheer for? We'll see. Uh, what do you what do you think about uh, the Packers? Uh, the Packers, well, I think the biggest thing that people are intrigued by is how is Aaron Rodgers going to react to this Jordan Love that's getting drafted and is, you know, is that – management up there in Green Bay really wanting to move on from the previous regime and I think they'd be an idiot if they are but I think uh I think it was a mistake to draft Jordan Love uh they he's nowhere near ready to start um maybe in the next couple of years uh but you don't waste a first round pick just to set for two years Possibly. Well, this is nowhere near a hot take, but I don't know how you're in the divisional championship game 
and you draft a backup quarterback with your first overall pick. Yeah. You could have went defense. You could have went with a receiver. You could have went anywhere but that position. You could have went with an offensive lineman, and people would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. No. No, they do the exact opposite. And, and, they passed, and they passed on some really good players. Yeah. They passed. And they traded up to get him. Yeah, traded up to get him. I'm not saying Who were you scared was going to take him? But I don't think he would have been in the first round had they not traded up. If you, Yeah, if you were hell-bent on taking him, who was you scared was going to take him? Right. I just right. don't see it. It doesn't make any sense. I think it's just a pure... Power move that this is our team now, and we're moving on from the next regime. And I think Rodgers is next. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say it. I thought Rodgers would be one of the few that would stay, that would retire as a Packer. But, but um, I'm just not seeing it. I think two years tops, and he'll be somewhere else playing. Well, what do you think about the Lions? Um. I just think the Lions are a dumpster fire. I, I I thought Matt Patricia could have done something, but I think a lot of these assistant coaches for Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they try to do it the Patriot way, and it's obvious they're not having no success. Oh, I yeah. think Bill O'Brien is an outlier. I think Mike Brable, who wasn't a coach for the Patriots, he implements some of the things he right. does with the Patriots. But he also has his own way of doing it. I would argue that Bill O'Brien's not even an outlier in that. I don't I don't see what makes you look at Bill O'Brien and say that that's working down there in Houston, but we'll save that conversation for the AFC South. But they beat the Bills in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I mean he has had he a makes playoff, the playoff win, consistently. But, but really uh, is that a mark of the division that he's in or is that a mark of Bill O'Brien because I just don't believe in him either and I think the biggest thing to kind of bounce off what you're talking about with these Bill Belichick disciples if you want to call it that it's hard to come into a locker room of grown men and implement some of that stuff that Belichick's doing down there and them guys not look at you and say you're not Bill Belichick right Right. And so I, I mean, think that's probably the majority of why that's not working. That's you why are. I say you look at, and, and it's not just on the coaching side. It's on, you see it on the uh, GM side with Scott, Scott Pioli, um, John, John Robinson. He's, he's done fairly well with the Titans. Um, the GM with the Lions, he, he's sucked. I can't think of his name right now, but he has sucked as well. And I think a lot of it is, they try to do the Patriot way, and they get too cute with it yeah. rather than just going ahead and implementing what they think's right. Yeah, I think Vrabel's going to be utilize the best. some of the Patriot way. I think Vrabel's going to be the best Belichick disciple, if you want to call it that. Have just played there and not really been on the coaching side there, and, and kind of taking some of the stuff that he learned from Bill. But I think I think Vrabel's kind of doing his own thing a little bit more than the rest of them have really done. So. All right, so let's let's move on to the uh, Vikings. Uh, the Vikings. What do you, what do you think about the Vikings? Oh, they just made a big trade. They made a huge trade. I think, um, and of course we'll we'll go over that in my uh, bold prediction. But I love the Indakwe trade. I love the trade. They 
committed highway robbery oh, yeah. getting that. A second yeah. round pick is all they gave up. Yeah. And uh, I think Ndokwe is a stud. I think the Vikings definitely won that trade. There's no doubt about that, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, like you said, that's highway robbery. Uh, the thing I want to see with the Vikings, I guess, is is primetime Kurt a thing? Is, is Kurt going to show up when the lights are the brightest he did last year? But, I mean, that's... We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so, I guess, I guess with that... Uh, you want to go into bold prediction? Who do you, oh, no, who who do you got as winning your division? Well, I kind of trashed him a little bit. But um, I think Rodgers is going to come out and really set the world on fire because I think Spite's a powerful motivator. And I think he's going to... I think he's he's gonna come out and he's gonna light it up. And I got the Packers winning the division. Yeah, um, I gotta disagree with you on that one. I think I think uh, Minnesota. I think they're gearing up. I think I love what they've done up there. I love the trades they made. I think they're gonna win the division. I think Minnesota is definitely the 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 threat to the Packers. I think the Bears. You're looking at if you got. Two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. Right. And I think the Lions, like you said, I, 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 I hate think what that ownership has done. The city of Detroit deserves a winner at some point. Mm-hmm. Like Staff And Stafford, to me, he's been one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about he's Stafford. He's been I, surrounded by shitty teams. I've loved Stafford since he came out of Georgia. I think he's... He's so underrated and and such a he's a football guy like this guy broke his back and still wanted to play yes, like yes. I just love Matthew Stafford I so much and I hate respect for him. I hate what they have done to him up there like but I think yeah I think the Bears and the Lions are an afterthought in this division. So what what's your bold prediction for the for the North? The, the yeah the North. I think Rodgers finishes this year as an MVP candidate. Ooh, that's pretty bold. Like I pretty said, bold. Ben Spite's uh, a powerful motivator. Do you, do you like him in, as a fantasy quarterback? Uh, if you're waiting on a quarterback, I think he's probably the best option you got. Yeah. If you're going to be one of those guys like I usually am, and I know you usually are too, we don't take quarterbacks high. You're loading up on running backs, receivers, and stuff like that. I think he's there Super late in drafts. Yeah, I picked him um, in a draft uh, last night, actually, um, and it was like 120-something, so it was like the yeah. 14th round, I think. Yeah, I mean, you can get him super late. And, and and talking about this division, Stafford's another one. Right. But you can get super right. late, and I think he's usable as a fantasy quarterback. As, he's, as, I know we, we talked about his inconsistencies, but – as Cousins is as well. He's he's serviceable for yeah. fantasy wise. Yeah. Um, well, I think my ball prediction for the division is um, like I I want to go back to the Lions again. I said I, they're a shitty team. They're shitty ran. Um, I think Matt Patricia is fired by the bye week. No, 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 no. Hold on now. <laughs> the Lions got a bye week week five. Uh, like I said, I stand. I stand. Oh, that's early to be firing a head coach now. Their, their schedule is tough. They yeah. play Arizona. 
They play the Chiefs. They have potential to go 0 and 4. If they go 0 and 4, Matt Patricia is. You think dumb. Patricia's gone? Well, now you said something earlier there on the uh, Indakwe trade. I did. I, I little. It's a little side um, side prediction. I don't. I don't consider it to be very bold. But you got to look at the other players in his division. I think Indakwe is going to lead the division in sacks this year. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking. Yeah, you're talking he's about the Smith boys with the Khalil Packers. Mack. You're yeah. talking about Khalil Mack, and you you think he's going to lead the division? His teammate Daniel Hunter. I think okay. that's going to open up things for him, and I think he's going to go off. And well, I think I think Hunter and Indakwe on the ends of that four three defense. I think that's scary, and I think. People need to take notice. The purple people eaters might be back. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think that division's very. I, th- I, th- I think those two teams are very strong. Right. So, but I think, like I said, the biggest thing is you want to see what the Packers are doing. Are they just solely focusing on the future? And I think that's that, that's going to be a big one to watch. But yeah, we'll move on. Yeah. We'll go to we'll we'll go to the AFC now. We'll start in the West with this division since we started in the East with the NFC. Okay. We'll start with the West. Uh, let's start with the Broncos. Of course, I we just made a trade. Um, and my biggest thing with the Broncos is Drew Locke. It's got to be Drew yeah. Locke. Um, he's he was fantastic down the stretch last year. Um. I want to see. I'm ready for an encore. Yeah, yeah. I want to see if uh, uh, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller can kind of get back to when the Broncos were in the Super Bowl. Can can they get back to that getting after the quarterback that they were under with with that defense? And, well, you know, Vic Fangio. You know, that's what he's thinking. Yeah. Um, I think they had that thinking all along when when they drafted Bradley Chubb. Um, so yeah, I think I think uh, that's going to be interesting. To I see. think this is going to be a a year that you're really going to find out a lot about Bradley Chubb. I think this is going to be if he has another season where he's lackluster. I don't really know how you give him big money, even if it, whether it's with Denver or whether it's in the open market. Well, with Denver, he still has what's he have? They haven't given him his fifth year option yet. No, not um, yet. I think a lot of last year with him was injuries. And not having Von Miller to help. Von yeah. Miller was also hurt. Yeah. So I think that really hurt the defense as a whole, definitely. But yeah. I think that definitely hurt Chubb's production. And I'm one of those guys, I'll get excited about rookies. But I'm not giving them, I'm not just writing them off on big money just because I took them high. So I, you're going to have to show me that you're worth big money before I give it to you. So is he going to show me he's worth big money this year? That's the big thing with me. So let's let's move on. What about the Chiefs? What what do you think? What are you most intrigued to see by them? Uh, well, I think Clyde's Edwards Hilaire is that's that's the talk of the league right that's now. The it's talk the talk of, of fantasy league. football. Like I've I've read many articles where people compare him to Brian Westbrook. Yeah, and yeah, he's with we've Andy seen Reed, what Westbrook like, did with Andy Reid. He was a fantasy darling for. Uh, three or four years. Yeah. Um, I would be okay with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I got Clyde Edwards Hilaire in our draft. Um, yeah. I drafted him in the second round. Some <coughs> people may think that's a, a little high, but you got to consider the offense he's in 
and he had been going in the first round. Now, yeah, I thought you got a steal with him in the second. I'm far more comfortable with him in the second than I am in the first. I think rookie running backs that we've seen in the past that have bolstered their way up to first round in fantasy, It's it, you've been talking about Zeke and Saquon and, and those guys, and I don't know if I see that with Hilaire, but I think I see – a very good player and a very good offense that could be ahead in a lot of games. And I think a lot of a lot of Clyde Edwards. I think is his versatility in the game where he can catch right. the ball. I think um, most popular fantasy leagues nowadays are PPR, PPR. half point PPR. Yeah, at least. and I think he's valued higher because of his reception ability. Right. And I think he's valued pretty high in fantasy too because, like I said, I think the Chiefs are going to be ahead a lot. And when you're ahead, you're running the ball, and you're that's, running that's the, ball, the back that's that going to get it. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. So, yeah, I think you got a steal getting him in the second round there. I mean, I was just uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable taking rookies. Rookies, I, rookies I, overall. I, I normally then, go by that as well, but I just I felt strongly about him. Even, so Even in I previous years, it. being a Cowboys fan, and then when Zeke was drafted, I didn't take him in the first round right. because it, it scares the living daylights out of me. I don't think that's why right. you got him in the second round. Zeke was in one of my leagues. Zeke was taken in the top five his rookie year, and I was I was floored that somebody yep. had the ball. Yeah, but it worked for them. It did. It did, and it's worked every year since. You I know, mean, so just, just just like you said earlier again, I'll say it again: no risk it. No, no biscuit. biscuit. And that's the truth. If you're not going to take the risk, don't reap the reward. So it goes. Now, we're talking about dumpster fires with the Lions. Let's talk about another dumpster fire in the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, my goodness. I know I know. you're a little saddened by this, but it might be a good thing. They released your boy, oh, Lynn Bowden. Yeah. Yeah. My UK boy, Lynn Bowden. Now, I think, I think the biggest thing... With that transaction, is I, I think they did him a favor, to be honest with you. But I, he's listed in fantasy as a running back, and I don't know if that's from the fact that that's what Vegas listed him as. And if they did, I don't understand why, because you've watched him in college. I've watched him very closely being a Kentucky fan and being a Kentucky boy born and raised. And, and you've seen him play wide receiver at a very high level, and then the injuries happen. At the quarterback position, he takes over at quarterback. I think he's definitely a gadget. But I don't know why you would even attempt to run him at running back. Like I think he list will be him a as gadget a receiver player. at least. That's true. Like, I think he he will be a gadget player in the league. But I think his main position is the slot guy right. at best. But, I could see him being Antoine Randall. Um, yeah. What what kind of shocked me about the whole trade was they drafted him in the third round. Yeah. And they traded him along with a conditional sixth round pick for a fourth round pick in yeah. return. So you went back. That's, That's what I'm stupid. saying. That this is, whole organization's a that dumpster makes fire. More sense, I what? think And I like Gruden. I like Gruden, don't get me wrong. Gruden, I, yeah, Gruden, I do too. Gruden's a pretty good coach. Yes, like, he is. He is a good coach. Um I'll tell you one thing I'm kind of intrigued to see, and I think we will see it, Marcus Mariota with John Gruden. I think... Yeah, I don't think Gruden sold on Carr. I think I think Carr's a very good quarterback. I think he's pretty accurate with the ball. I think I think Carr is a, a very good quarterback. But I think is Gruden's he the type of quarterback that's going to 
that's going to carry you? No, I don't think he's uh, that type of quarterback. Yeah. But he's a man. He's a game manager. Yeah, and he can he can win you some games. Yeah, and I think Gruden's gonna. I, th- I think Gruden will get kind of quick on the trigger, maybe with him. Yeah, I think their relationships kind of got stale. Yeah, uh, I think that's the whole reasoning behind the Marcus Mariota signing. Um, so, so okay, so we covered the Raiders and the Broncos and the Chiefs. Let's go to the Chargers. What about the Chargers. The other team in Los Angeles. I love the Chargers. I love their defense. I know they're hurt, and I know they're probably not going to be the greatest team this year, but I love the Chargers. I think they're a well-coached team. I think they got shitty owners as well, but I think they do have a well-coached team. Yeah, and I think they got a lot of very good weapons. Yeah, I think the Chargers. Yeah, I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers defense. I like I like a lot about the Chargers, and I think the question is the quarterback. I mean, who's it going to be? Is right. it going to be Herbert? Is it going to be Tyrod? Is it going to be? Are they going to use Eckler? Is Eckler going to hold up? I, I think that's another one that we. Well, Eckler had ninety-two receptions last year for. I think uh, over 800 yards. Um, yeah, and he ain't got Gordon there now. To and he doesn't have and Gordon there. Uh, but do you, do you see Eckler getting that much work in again this year? Potentially. Um, and I think and did, well, while we're sitting here, um, Keenan Allen. Yeah. he. I love Keenan Allen. You talk about a guy that's so underrated. He does nothing when he's healthy. He does nothing but catch the ball. Yeah, that's he, all he does. He is. I and, love Keenan And if Allen. you haven't drafted yet, Keenan Allen, I have picked him up in three different leagues now, and I have not spent anything less than a fifth-round pick on him. He is going so late. And I know a lot of that has to do with the rookie quarterback and, yeah. you know, Terod Taylor. Guys, you're um, still talking about a guy yeah. that's immensely talented and does nothing to hurt you. Like, weight on receivers and, and people like Keenan Allen are there. And the people biggest, like the biggest knock on Keenan like, Allen is his health. Yeah, um, but he's proven. I mean, it, it, the last two years, the, the last couple of seasons, he's managed to stay fairly healthy. And he's, he, in my opinion, he's, over the last two two to three years, he's been a, a top five fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, and listen, he's a steal at where he's going, people. Like, I, load I, up on your backs and, and get some of these guys, like I mentioned, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, and, and DK Metcalf's more. going late. Like, you can get receivers late if you ain't drafted. Um, but, so, who got winning the division? So, of course, I got the Chiefs one. Winning it, um, they're the defending champs. Uh, you gotta have them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. These other three, I don't see how anybody can pick them over the Chiefs. I guess the Chargers would be the biggest threat to them, but with questions at quarterback, I don't see how you take anybody but the Chiefs here. Um, but you want to go into bold predictions? I think Justin Herbert starts. And I think he leads all rookie passers in passing yards and touchdowns this year. Okay. Okay. I can see. Okay. So I think I think Drew Locke ends up second best quarterback in this division. You mentioned it, that you were high on Locke. 
coming out of last year. I like his weapons. I think he's the second best quarterback he, behind Mahomes. He got he's got a lot of uh, weapons there. All right, so uh, let's go on to the AFC South. Um, what are your thoughts on the Texans? Uh, I think what I'm really intrigued by is to see if Bill O'Brien keeps his job uh, throughout the season. Um, Deshaun Watson not having um, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see David Johnson as well. Um, yeah, he's, he can he's had a lot, lousy few years with injuries. If if he can be healthy, that trade may make Bill O'Brien look like a genius. But I doubt. I don't think there's any way that trade makes Bill O'Brien look smart in any way. But I, right. like I said, I don't think he keeps his job through the year, so that's kind of what I'm watching. Um, what about the Colts? The Colts, you know, everybody's intrigued to see uh, what Philip Rivers can do with a yeah an actual offensive line that can keep him upright. Yeah. Um, He's a statue, and he never had that yeah. with the Chargers. Yeah, I think it's definitely the best offensive line he's ever played with. And I think what I'm intrigued by is, is the Colts' defense. Um, Chris Ballard, a part of the GM, wants 11 guys that can cover the pass. And, and, and just I, hit you in the mouth. Yeah. yeah I totally agree. And I think that. just on a fantasy note, I think that Colts' defense is a serv- serviceable defense for you. If you want to draft them and play them all year, I've got no problems with it. Like – would not disagree whatsoever. I like their defense. I like their defensive coordinator. Um, yeah. So uh, Tennessee. Let's go on Tennessee. Uh, I think they're a very well coached team. Mike Vrabel, who, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, he's a Buckeye, but he's a very savvy coach. Yeah. I think um, the, the best part of last year for me was – uh, him burning clock, taking um, the, uh, the, the penalty delay of games yes. on the punt, and then Bill Belichick losing his fucking mind on the sideline. Oh, yes. It was the best part of the season for me. So I kind of want to see how he develops, and and you know, and and if he's really going to be that savvy every week, and kind of yes. the development of him as a head coach. As young as he is, he is. Uh, very veteran savvy. He's savvy like a veteran. Yeah. He, I would love to have him as a coach. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if he was a, a Division One, like a big Power Five conference oh, head yeah. coach? Like, I mean, he he could really step in there at this point in some programs and be the best coach in the in the conference. So, if Ryan Day don't work out, <laughs> come on back to your alumni. Ohio State loves you, buddy. Well, I, th- I think Ryan Day's going to work out fine for your Buckeyes. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's move to the biggest dumpster fire in oh, the NFL. Oh, my Lord. The Jacksonville yes. Jaguars. God. Uh, I think the only thing we really need to, to mention with them is, is they're tanking. They're tanking. I, I don't know any other obvious. way you can come to any other conclusion. Um, in Dockway trade. Uh yeah, Jalen Ramsey no. from last season. Uh, yeah, Leonard Fournette. Yes, uh, they're definitely tanking. They definitely suck. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they don't go zero and sixteen this year. They are. I mean, it's zero and sixteen. I've always heard it's harder to do than going sixteen and zero, but. I'm a Cleveland fan, so what do I know? <laughs> well, I think I, I really it, it 
I think Jacksonville's trying to get in that company with Cleveland that went 0-16. All right. Uh, real quick with the AFC South, who do you got as uh, the division winner? Uh, the Colts. The Colts. I got to go back with the uh, Titans. I, I really like the Titans. Again, they're a well-coached team. Um, so I'm picking Titans. Yeah, I mean, I think it's obvious we said the Jags are tanking. I don't think Bill O'Brien keeps his job at the end of the year, so it's really a two-horse race. But What's uh, what's your bold prediction for that division? Uh, the South, I think uh, Deshaun Watson finishes outside the top ten in fantasy. Ooh, that's bold, very yeah. bold to me. I yeah, think I mine is um, Phillip Rivers finishes inside the top ten fantasy quarterback. Mm, I like it. I mean, I think he's definitely got the offensive line. He's got T.Y. Hilton. He I does. think it's a possibility, but yeah, that, that's that's right. bold. I like it. Well, let's roll on to the next division, uh, the AFC North. Yeah, let's move on to your stomping grounds oh, here a little goodness. bit. Yes, uh, uh, we'll start with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, the dreaded Pittsburgh the steel Steelers. curtain. Let's. I think, and I think the thing that I'm watching here is Roethlisberger coming off Tommy John surgery. Is he going to look like the old Ben Roethlisberger? Is he? Yes. Is like, he going to? That's a big thing with pitchers coming off. Tommy John, like right. how's that going to affect quarterbacks? I um, really haven't yeah, seen that much. That's shoulder and elbow surgery. If you're a pitcher or yeah. a quarterback, yeah, I think that's a big that's your uh, money maker. So we need Definitely. to see what that's going to look like, and for quarterbacks in the future that might need that surgery, I think this is this is going to be a telling sign. I think that I'm intrigued by uh, um, to see if uh, Big Ben can last a whole season. Yeah. Yeah, I think a season right it starts and ends with Ben. But I think another thing, and I'll kind of give away my bold prediction right now, is I want to see Benny Snell. I'm a Kentucky boy, uh, and Benny Snell's probably one of the best players that we've had here in a long, long time. And, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if Connor can hold up, and even if Connor does hold up, I don't know if I'm sold on him completely. And, and Jalen Samuels, he's definitely not the guy. Uh, he, he's a no. great change of pace guy, yeah. uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, so what about the Ravens? I'm, I'm uh, intrigued by uh, J.K. Dobbins. I don't think he will get the starting job right away, but – is, is this the end for Mark Ingram? It might be. Uh, I think J.K. Dobbins, he's young, he's he's fast, he's strong, he's coming out of that Ohio State program that has proven that they can put NFL running backs in the NFL. So I think it very well might be the end for Mark Ingram, I think. Not to mention, J.K. is also cheaper on that rookie deal. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be hard for Mark. Mark might hold the job or at least being a split for most of the year. Uh, I think it's J.K. job think, for the taking. I, I think next year specifically, I think it, it's definitely Dobbins is going to be the one you're looking at most as definitely. the starting running back there. Uh, but the Ravens, I, I don't know. I, I want to see if how these NFL defensive coordinators adjust to what they're doing in Baltimore. And, I mean, you're giving these guys a whole offseason of film to look at. They ain't had nothing else to do with this pandemic going on. That's true. So, I want to see how defenses kind of play them this year. Yeah, um, that's going to be a a big part of uh, what defenses do this year, playing against Lamar. Um, 
I'd like to see somebody smack him in the mouth a couple times. <laughs> well, he come from Louisville, so I definitely don't mind seeing him get smacked in the mouth a little bit. Um, all so right, I'm, well. want to do the Bengals, well, and then I'll just let's, open Let's up do the Bengals. We'll say that I'm not going to refer to them as the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll say the Northern Kentucky Bengals. <laughs> now, don't you give the Bengals to us. We don't um, want them. We don't want them, buddy. We don't want them. So what's, uh, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to seeing? I Really, to me, it's more about Joe Mixon. I was real high on Joe Mixon coming out of Oklahoma. Joe um, Mixon did sign a contract extension. I think he's as well. very talented, and um, I want to know can he do it with what Cincinnati's putting around him? And and I don't. Cincinnati's not putting much around him. Cincinnati's I mean, offense is actually loaded with weapons. Yeah, but it's the offensive line that I it's worry the about. The offensive Mixon. line. And it's really what you need to be worried about if, yes. if you're Joe Burrow is that offensive line. I mean, I think you, you still got A.J. Green, which I can't badmouth A.J. Green at all. I just can't do it. Poor uh, Burrow, I, I'm afraid he may be running for his life this first season. Yeah, I think he could be too, and I think Mixon could be hit, getting hit in the backfield a lot. And uh, I hate that because I really do like Joe Mixon. But the weapons are there for Burrow to have success. They are, but boy, he better be hitting that plant that back foot and, and that ball better be coming out as far as I'm concerned. Yes. But I'll let you, my northern Ohio friend, yeah. take over on the Browns. What are you intrigued by? Well, the biggest thing is, um, is Baker going to make that next step? Is he going to... is his last season, was it an outlier? Was his shitty season an outlier? Was it right. the coach's fault? Right. Um, we got a new head coach, new offense, um, more weapons. Baker has all the ingredients to put together um, a masterful season this year. Um, it's up to him. The ball's in his court. Yeah, um, which I agree, that a lot, I agree that a lot of his struggles last year were on the coaching staff and Kitchens kind of being in over his head a little bit. I think he just got into that head coaching gig too early into his career. Uh, I think he could possibly turn into a good coach, but he's just going to need more time. Oh, definitely. But um, I think the thing that intrigues me with the Browns this year that I'm going to be watching for as a non-Cleveland fan is can Beckham kind of mind his P's and Q's? Yeah. He kind of didn't. I mean, he didn't really cause too much of a fuss last year. He really didn't. There was, a, there was a few headlines, but for the most part, he stayed He stayed out of most of them. Yeah. Other than the LSU players getting cash from yeah. the national championship. Yeah, but that was we'll let that slide. That, that's totally that's forgivable. So. Totally forgivable. So yeah, I think that's what intrigues me is is Beckham and and can he kind of get back into form as a top five wide receiver and can he keep his p's and q's in check? Like, All right. Uh, so who do you uh, pick for the division winner? Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's got the best defense in the division. I think Pittsburgh's got the best defense in the league. I think. Um, the defensive coordinator's getting a whole off season that was in the middle of a pandemic and a stay-at-home order to watch film on him. Uh, I think he kind of comes back down to earth a little bit, and I think the Browns are up and coming, but I don't know. I, I'm They're going to have to prove it to me. Uh, it's still the Browns. So the Browns, to to the Browns scare me a little bit because of the pandemic. They haven't 
had the time working with a new coach right. under a new offense. Right. Um, I think they're going to – their record might not show it, but I think they're going to be a, a, a better team. Do I think they're going to win the division? I think they can. But my pick for the division is also Pittsburgh. Oh, I bet that. Oh, you all right, old brother? I Love hate me. that. I hate that. <laughs> I'm trying to be as non-biased as possible. Yeah, that's difficult. But to I hate sometimes. saying that. Boy, yes. I bet that got a bad taste in yes. your mouth. Uh, so yeah, let's I think move it's on to our last. Uh, well, actually, let's do our both predictions for uh, the AFC North. Uh, well, I think mine is that Snell becomes the starter by the end of the year. Whether it's by injury to James Conner, whether it's by performance to Conner, whether it's whatever, but I think Snell's the starter at the end of the year. We'll see. Um, I think my bold prediction for this year is uh, Baker. Um, I think he'll finish inside the top five fantasy and NFL league as a quarterback in passing. Um, it's Baker. I think that's bold, but I th- and I think that's I don't think it's a knock on Baker by me saying that's bold. I think that's the fact that 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 division has been run through the defensive side of the ball for years and years and years now. That's true, but so uh, it's I think I think it's going to be hard to hard for him to get up there, but we'll see. So let's go on to the the AFC East. AFC East. Uh, All right, so wow. You want to start? We'll leave the Patriots for last. Let's okay. start with the Bills. Well, I. I hate to say this, I got a good buddy up in Ohio who is a huge Buffalo fan. Um, Poor guy. But this Buffalo team is a very, very well-coached team. Um, my biggest thing, I want to see their running game. I want to see Devin Singletary. I want to see this Zach Moss. I want to see what happens with them. Man, uh, you're, you're setting me up perfect here. I do love McDermott as a coach. I think he's very smart head coach. I think if he wasn't sitting in Bill Belichick's shadow, he'd probably be the best coach in this division. But um, I think the I love Devin Singletary uh, as a running back, and I do not love Moss or Zach Moss. Yeah, I I, 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 I I just don't believe in the hype with him. Uh, I think he's coming out of a Utah program that played. In a Pac-12 that was very weak on defense, and the one game that I actually did watch, I'll admit it, the only game I watched was the Pac-12 championship game, and I wasn't impressed. And, and it was a, the best defense in the the conference at the time in Oregon. But I don't I, – I just – he didn't jump off the screen to me and playing talent that was not the talent he's going to play this year. All right. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on the, the Jets this year? Sam <laughs> uh, Darnold make that next step. Will he not get mono for crying I, out loud? I, I don't know if he's gonna make the next next step. Um, Gates up there, I don't believe in it. I mean, for a for a player to come out and say that this coach is not the guy, I think it's the first time I've ever seen that. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I think it's the first time I've ever seen well a player on a roster come out and at say the start to the, of the season like that. Eat. I think that would be one of the first. We I, we've, I know we've seen it towards the end of the season or the off season, but yeah, but going into the year, the season, how do you do yeah, that? That's a little like, out there. And I mean, um, I want I want to see Le'Veon Bell like. 
Yeah, I always liked Bell in Pittsburgh, so I, I kind of want to. I, I kind of cheer for Bell. I want to see him. Darnold has some new weapons. Um, I like their GM up there, Joe Douglas. I think he's. I think they got the right GM. Um, their coach. I'm just. I'm not a believer in Gase. So, no, I'm not uh, either, and I think it's. it's I'm still just not the, liking it. It's the other team in New York, so. Right. Um. So. Uh, Let's move on to Miami. What is, uh, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to seeing? I think I'm going to go off script a little bit, and I want to see uh, Jordan Howard, to be honest with you. I want to know, does he still got it? He was a guy in Chicago that everybody wanted in fantasy, and he was a grounded pounder, and I kind of found myself cheering for him a couple years ago, and now he's down there in Miami where I think he's a clear-cut Running back in that pro in that organization, definitely uh, the goal line guy for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, he could be very good. I think a lot of people are clamoring to see Tua. Yeah, um, I don't think Tua starts the season this year, but I'm sure he'll get some playing time. Um, the biggest thing I'm I'm looking to see though for myself. Really is uh, Brian Flores? Can he get those players to play like he did at the end of the season? I like Brian, can Brian these, Flores. Will these guys play hard for him again? I like him. I think I think I think Brian Flores is a good coach, and and I just don't know if he's they're they're going to have to get some talent down there, or he's just going to be washed away when he shouldn't have been. Definitely. Uh, so let's go on and move on to the Patriots. Uh, what are your thoughts? I know you and I differ a little bit, but uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I am one of the few people that is kind of indifferent about New England. Um, I don't hate New England, I guess. Uh, I respect the hell out of Bill Belichick. Um, Piss on New England. Yeah, I know you hate them. But but the thing I guess I'm intrigued by is, is all this turnover that they've had on the defensive side of the ball. You know, that's where Belichick hangs his hat is on defense, and and he lost a lot of guys to free agency. He lost even more that opted out for the season due to COVID. And I like this is your – if he could pull this defense together, I think he's doing something, and, and it'll be probably the most impressive thing I've seen yet if he can pull this defense together. Greatest coach, or, coach in history of sports. Uh, yeah, and Cleveland got rid of him. Just, uh, so, yeah, uh, dumbass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I – I think I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room, um, Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, everybody's been hating on him. I'm I'm eager to see how Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels utilizes Cam Newton. Yeah. Are, are we going to see uh, um, some old school running from Cam Newton? Um, yeah, I'm I don't curious know. see if his body can hold up to that if they go that route. Let's see. I, I Yeah, I think – Cam Cam looks like he's if you follow Cam on social media, boy, he looks like he's in some killer shape. Like he probably looks like he's in the best shape he's ever been in. And and that's another one of those genetic freaks like we talked about with Yeah, Metcalf. Athletically like there's not a more gifted player in the league than Cam. They just don't um, make guys like that every day, so I'm interested to see. What's your who's your who's your division winner? Um, you know something? I hate the Patriots and just like Picking Pittsburgh, it's going to taste bad, but yeah, <laughs> New England. I can't count out Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah, Belichick's hard to count out, but I mean, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to take the Bills. 
Uh, I think I love Sean McDermott. I love Josh Allen. This is definitely, definitely the year to yeah, do it. Yeah, if you're going to do it, this is the year to do it. So I'm just going to take them to do it. All uh, right. Uh, so let's uh, get your bold predictions on the AFC East. I don't think Tua starts a game this year. I think they. I think Miami plays 16 games, and I don't think Tua Tungvaloa is the starter in not one of them. Okay. Uh, but that's actually pretty bold because you know the fans down there yeah, will be they're, clamoring. They're going to be cheering for him, but I don't. I don't think he does it. I, I think B. Flow keeps uh, um, Fitzpatrick in there, and I think he sits behind Fitzpatrick all year, and I think it's probably going to be the best thing for him. I guess my bold prediction, which it really isn't all that bold, is the Patriots winning the division. But I'll throw another one out there for you, um, Cam Newton. Finishes with better numbers than Tom Brady. Oh, now we're you talking. Get bold. Now get we're bold. talking bold. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll definitely revisit that one more toward the end of the season here. Uh, but now this has been an episode that's been a little more long winded than what we would normally do. Uh, yeah, I mean, going over all the divisions that we have. Um, yeah, that's not something longer. we're going to do every week. So. We promise uh, to do it better. And to be quicker next time. But I do uh, want to get your um, your game to watch for week one of the NFL well, season. Well, me being a homer that I am, I got to pick Cleveland against Baltimore. That's at Baltimore. Last year, Cleveland handed Baltimore their worst loss. This was the team Cleveland was supposed to be last year. And I want to see if they can replicate that. All right. I think my game to watch is going to be uh, the Packers and the Vikings. I just basically it's it's the best matchup on paper for me I think and it's a divisional game and I think you're I, I want to see I think they're the best two teams playing each other this week so I think that's my game that I'm interested in. Okay, uh, well let's move on to and give our uh, our weekly fantasy picks for the week uh, and the. We'll get this show ended. Uh, yeah, and this will typically be the last segment that we'll do. And, we're, and how we're going to do this is we're going to have a best play at quarterback for the week, a best play at running back, a best play at wide receiver, and then we're going to do what we're going to call a wild card play. And that's kind of going to be the guy that is kind of off the beaten path that not everybody's talking about that we think can have some real success. Okay, well, I'm going to go with my fantasy play at quarterback. Uh it's Big Ben versus the Giants. The Giants got a, a shitty secondary. Yeah. Um, and I think Big Ben's r- wanting to prove that he's still got it. Yeah, I think that secondary is very vulnerable. And, and I think, it, if nothing else, I think he's going to feel the best he's felt in a couple of years. They're talking about Roethlisberger. Um, so week one's really the week that I'm not worried about Roethlisberger re-injuring himself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so we'll move on to running back. Uh, I like Austin Eckler against Cincinnati. Uh, I think Cincinnati, we're, we were just talking about them being a dumpster fire and you trying to pawn them off on my great, wonderful state. Yeah, they're, uh, um, their defense speaks for themselves. Uh, Eckler, I think I think that's a great matchup for this week. He, yeah. he should be able to run and catch all over Cincinnati. Um, we'll move it along with the wide receiver pick. Uh, you're probably going to hate me a little bit of this because he's playing your boys, but Cooper Cup. Um, Dallas' secondary is weak. They got rid of uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. 
they're going to be starting uh, new and young players. Cooper Cup is a stud, one of the best slot receivers in the game. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking the cup. Yeah. I'm drinking the cup all, all week this week. As bad as I hate to admit it, like you mentioned, uh, Clinton Dix get being cut by Dallas to kind of get a little younger, and I don't think he was exactly what they were looking for, but in a off season where you can't get guys in and look at them before you sign them, this is what you get. Uh, and I think if there's a vulnerable point in that Dallas defense, it is that secondary. So, I mean, just kind of being unbiased, I think that's a pretty good play. And the wild card, I'm going to go with Jordan Howard. Out of yeah. Miami going against New England. We just talked about it. New England has got so much turnover on that defense. They lost a lot of guys to free agency. They lost a lot of guys to opting out. And I think Howard's got the path to be the lead back in that backfield. And, and I think New England could be vulnerable. So I think uh, daily fantasy, I think he should be cheap. And I think if you're going off the beat, beaten path and, and – and deep plays and deep leagues. I think Jordan Howard's a, a guy you can play and feel comfortable with this week. All right, guys, that's the end. We're done. Uh, let's raise our glasses and salute all you guys out there, all you average fans out there, average working hard, working class fans. Raisins are the ones raise that are glass here. Unless we drink to you. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. We're out.